Well, I want to welcome you to The Raw Roast, where we have real conversation about faith and life over a good cup of coffee. My name is Tucker Anderson. I'm one of the pastors at Calvary Church. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, and uh, I'm privileged to have back on the show today, uh, Michael Kowalowski. Uh Michael, it's good to have you back on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, and it's good to have you in this uh, this role as a, as an intern here. And, um, you know, for our listeners, I thought it'd be good for, for them to just hear a little bit more of your background. Um, would you share just a little bit about um, maybe your your sense of calling to, to ministry and um, what's led you up to uh, where you are now? Yeah, so I am, I'm currently studying at Beth University. Um, I was initially going to come as a engineering major, and then I discovered that my passion was people doing ministry, pursuing people, and really ultimately pursuing um, relational ministry, living with people and uh, getting to know them. So now I'm studying ministry and hoping to be a chaplain in the future, and I'm spending my senior seminar, kind of my senior thesis, focusing on um, young adult um, church attendance and just kind of what does that look like historically? How has the young adult population clashed and worked with the elders? Um, and kind of like how has the church formed and grown over over the years and over history? Well, let's dive into this topic. I think it's really intriguing. It's probably one that um, a lot of our listeners have questions about just as, as it comes to changes in attendance patterns for young adults, maybe specifically college students. And, uh, and even as I think of my time at Calvary, so I've been here, um, it will be coming up on eight years. And within those eight years, um, have noticed changes and patterns in um, attendance from college students in the area. So it'll be, I think it'll be a good discussion. Um, where would you like to ground our discussion today? Are there some figures, some numbers that you found helpful or insightful as it pertains to these attendance patterns? Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of research and I was looking at Christianity Today uh, and there's an article written by David Roach titled Church Attendance Dropped Among Young People, Singles, Liberals. And so there's a couple figures in here that I'd like to just kind of base this conversation off and then we can uh, move forward. But just to give a foundation, uh, David Roach in his research found that about two-thirds, which would be about 68% of Americans reported the same level of church attendance, both before and after the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> However, the pandemic uh, actually accelerated the decline among some groups uh, that had left the U.S. church attendance down overall. So essentially what this seems to be saying is that there have been at least a majority of churches have not experienced significant changes in their attendance or 68%, although within some demographics there has been a decline. Is, um, am I understanding this correctly? Yeah, so it sounds like um, it sounds like that 68% is a great number, obviously. It, it seems like a really high number, but it's still there's still a whole third of the church-going population that is still down. Um, and yes, you are understanding correctly that there are some groups in particular that we'll get into here in a moment um, that make up that remaining um, 32%. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, one of those groups in particular that um, 
I know you've mentioned that the article cites that specifically young adults. Uh, tell us a little bit about what the studies have found regarding their attendance in, in churches. Yeah, so following the pandemic, the young adult group, which to be clear is ages 18 to 29 that we're talking about, uh, reported the greatest change uh, following the pandemic. So there was 42% of that group registered different levels of church attendance than they had previously, which is about half of that uh, third that we were talking about. The smallest portion is the age group of 65 and older, which is about 25%. And so there's a trend that we see, at least that David Roach has identified, that the younger population going through the elderly population is a decline in um, change in church attendance, meaning that the younger the population is, the younger the demographic is, the more that they've been affected due to the pandemic or whatever various reasons that have occurred over the last however many years, four years or so. So I know some of our listeners will think of me as a young adult, but I clearly fall outside of this uh, this age range that uh, they're identifying. Is there, um, so you can speak to this better than I can from your, you know, your experience um, in college. What are, do you resonate with what the results are saying? I mean, have you seen similar patterns um, in your specific context? I would say among my my cohort, my class, I'm a senior at Bethel, and seeing the freshmen come in, as I'm also a freshman RA and living with freshmen, um, I've seen I've seen this pattern to be about true. I think that one thing that I think would be interesting to think about is um, how David Roach approaches um, defining church attendance versus virtual attendance, because I know that a lot of college students will attend church virtually. Um, however, I think ultimately due to the pandemic being forced to stay at home, being out of the church space for so long, uh, I think sometimes, or in some cases, um, these young adults have kind of moved away. Okay. What are some of the biggest questions that, uh, maybe that you're hearing or that you maybe suspect that young adults have as it pertains to, um, the church? Is it? And maybe specifically for those who have disengaged um, from the church or who are just simply watching um, online but not necessarily coming back in person. What are some of the biggest questions or concerns that you feel like that you're hearing? I think the biggest ones that I've I've noticed is just kind of a lack of, um, not of interest, because I know that at least when it comes to my, we'll call it a case study of, uh, 16 or so freshman guys that I, you know, live directly with and field a lot of these questions from, um, there is great interest in going to church. Um, if I'm able to drive them either here to Calvary or other places, uh, they've been very interested, um, or they'll get to ride with other people or they'll watch virtually. Um, however, this kind of church hopping that they do, um, I think is more so because they don't really feel, um, they don't feel called to be a part of a church community. Okay. And I feel like the biggest question or issue for them is that they know that this is something that they, they need to be doing. It's something they want to be doing, but they don't necessarily feel, 
um, welcomed or engaged by the community. Okay. Do you, so I'm kind of maybe putting my cards on the table with, by asking this question, but, um, do you feel like there are, I mean, do you have concerns about this kind of church hopping mentality or, or not getting grounded in a church community or maybe that feeling that being a part of the church community and maybe some of the traditional ways of thinking about that, do you have concerns that that's less of that, that that's less important now? Um, and maybe a follow-up question to that. Do you, um, do you see that impacting students walk with Christ in a, in a negative way by not connecting to a church community? I think that, I think, Church hopping, especially when these students in particular um, will stick with the Bethel group. Um, they're from all over the country, all over the world. Um, primarily, the majority are from Minnesota, Twin Cities area. However, when they come to Bethel, they're going to do some church church hopping, church shopping, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, to find a place that they like. Um, however... Which I think I think that part is good to find, you know, obviously to find a um, a sound home mm-hmm. that they um, that they want to be at, that they feel welcome to, and I think that a lot of churches do a great job of that. Um, I think the the biggest thing is just the routine engagement past a Sunday service, mm-hmm. um, getting them involved in the community, getting to them to know elders, getting to know other members, um, rather than we're going to church and then yeah. we're going to go watch football afterwards or we're going to go yeah. home, go back and do homework or whatever. Like how do you get um, involvement during the week? And I'm sorry, can you repeat your first question that you had asked? Well, no, you answered one of them. Then. You answered it. So my, my, essentially my question was, do you think that it's um, a good or bad thing, this kind of church hopping mentality? And um, I think you did a good job answering it. Like there is probably, you know, and from one aspect, like you do have to, explore churches when you're entering into a new community or coming from out of state and you do, you, you want to explore mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think my, what my question was, and I think you answered it as well, that kind of that continual church hopping where you're never really landing somewhere, yeah. never really grounding yourself somewhere in, in a church community, I think can have some negative, some negative effects, mm-hmm. negative impacts. Um, what are some of the biggest needs that you feel like you see within college students in particular right now? Like what are some of the spiritual questions that they're asking? Um, what are some other types of needs that you're experiencing as a, you know, as a leader on a college campus? I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest challenges that I noticed, especially when um, my freshman first arrived at Bethel, and I've noticed this not just among the freshman population, but among uh, the whole age group of about 17, 16 with our PSEO students up to uh, my roommate who's 24. Um, so that's a pretty wide pretty wide range incorporating this 18 mm-hmm. to 29 group for the most part. Um, I think one of the biggest things is just coming out of the pandemic a lot of people were kind of closed off from friends, closed off from extended family members, closed off from their church communities, and um, have a have trouble kind of reaching reaching out, connecting emotionally. Um, I 
this is what I identify as, like I said, I'm very much um, a proponent of relational ministry, lived lived in ministry with others. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that the kind of like emotional need, emotional connection, the vulnerability, the freedom to be vulnerable isn't isn't really being met. And there's kind of been more walls built, I would assume, due to the pandemic, due to being closed off um, that are now there. I think maybe part of the church hopping is part of that where if they don't get connected or if they don't feel um, welcome to be connected or, you know, have that personal touch, then they can maintain those boundaries. Yeah. Um, You know, one of the things that I've heard in different areas uh, from different people is that young adults value intergenerational connection. Do you agree with that? Is that a value that you feel like young adults have? Specifically, you know, you you kind of mentioned this need for community or emotional connection. Um, Is that just with their peers or is there a need for intergenerational connection that you've identified? I think that there definitely is. Um, That I think is something that I've grown to appreciate over the years of like just how important that is um, connecting with people that have lived life more than you. Uh, A lot of college students, um, we're getting an education, we're becoming independent. And we think that, you know, we know how the world works and we're also aware of, oh, you know, when we were 16 and we thought we knew how the world worked, we didn't. Mm -hmm. But that mentality kind of, I feel like it's almost cyclical and getting connected with elders that have, you know, had a lifetime of experience, um, have been through struggles, have been through, um, traumatic events, such as, um, you know, like, like COVID may, may bring out for some people mm-hmm. just being able to have those, those connections and, um, that, yeah, just that, that relationship I think is super important. Yeah. So, so community connections, you know, some of those being intergenerational is, is one, uh, specific need. Are there other needs that come to mind that, um, that you feel like young adults are specifically looking for when it comes to being part of a, yeah. a church community? Um, I think that another one, I mean, this is kind of the same community aspect and I know that Calvary is actually taking steps in this direction, but, um, like the creation of a missional community type of idea, um, Bethel has Bible studies, uh, that are put on by students, um, by friends and such, but, and that's great. I think that that's wonderful. You need to be in the word with each other, but I think having, the resources of a church and the leadership of a church, you know, being involved in that some way or having, um, providing that kind of opportunity mm-hmm. for students to get involved is really what college students, I think, and this kind of college age student, college age person, yeah, um, is really kind of looking for, um, during these times. Um, yeah, you mentioned missional community that, and that's like you mentioned, one of the uh, well, is the main strategy that we've adapted in terms of furthering our vision over the next couple of years as a church. Um, you know, I think there is something about like having a, that common people or focus that you see yourself as on mission to that can really help with um, not only fostering that sense of community, but it also gives you like when you're encountering and having conversations with people who 
are outside the church or not believers in Jesus, like it, it also gives you a, a need. Like I, I need to have a community mm-hmm. that I'm connected to of people who are followers of Jesus. I need to, I need to know what, what does scripture say in terms of these conversations that I'm having that maybe is coming from a completely different worldview system. Like it gives you a, it probably gives you a hunger for knowing what does God's mm-hmm. word say for particular topics rather than just coming with a, that consumer mentality of I'm going to, um, you know, the what's in it for me kind of yep. approach like that purpose is probably really beneficial in many different, for many different reasons. Um, and I would, I would add also that it, it's, it is an opportunity for people that might feel intimidated to come into a church space and be surrounded yeah, with exactly. people that they don't know mm-hmm. or um, leaders that they don't know to join a smaller group of people that is much more of a communal feel yeah. than you know maybe like unif- uniform worship might feel like. Um, yeah, an easier entry point might be inviting someone for a barbecue in the backyard rather than... Um, you know, inviting them to yeah. a church building, but that certainly can be an entry point for, we hope that they ultimately come to know Christ. We hope yep. that they ultimately can experience what corporate worship is like. And so I think, yeah, that missional community piece can be a huge entry point for, for people. Um, do you, uh, do you feel like, um, Missional community, I mean, is that something that you're experiencing? Like, are you experiencing this in your own context as well, this idea of missional communities? Is this an emphasis that you're seeing in places other than Calvary? It is. Um, I've noticed that um, other churches in the area have brought um, have brought a similar idea to the Bethel campus and to other campuses in the area as well, mm-hmm. where they'll have... Um, whether they're staff members or volunteers, they'll have them present interacting with students, inviting them to things, inviting them to do mm-hmm. um, both group and individual Bible studies. And additionally, uh, Bethel's administration, specifically um, the like um, uh, <laughs> primarily like the ministers at Bethel, they have redesigned our Monday chapel space because we typically okay. have chapel Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the mornings where all classes and dining hall and everything is closed down. Um, They changed it on Mondays, and now they are doing missional communities. So they have a variety of Bible studies, uh, speakers, and whatever other small groups covering a wide variety of topics uh, to get students kind of engaged in those communities. What are some of the... um what are some of those, uh, coming back to an original question, spiritual questions or big life topic questions that you feel like students are asking themselves? Like, what are some of the biggest concerns that you're seeing in terms of the questions that students are asking? Hmm. Does that question make sense? It does. I just okay. have to think about it. Um I think that what I have seen, I think especially coming out of coming out of COVID, it 
I feel like there is kind of a a self-focus and a community focus. The self-focus I would def- kind of define as like, who am I? Who am I in this community? How do I fit in? How do I reintegrate? And I think as we've, as more time passes from lockdown and everything else, I think this has kind of been working itself out. So kind of identity questions maybe? Yeah. Um, and I think maybe to shine a little bit more insight, and I know Tucker, you and I have talked about this, but for those that uh, are listening, again, my specific freshman guys are all kind of freshman age mm-hmm. um, uh, adults at this at this point. Um, lockdown for them was mid high school through the end of high school, and now they're coming into college and they're reintegrated, reintegrating yeah. with community with other um, other people their age and they had that kind of excuse me they had that um, those key moments of development in their life kind of stolen from them and so now they're making up for that yeah as older adults and so they're kind of I feel like they kind of have to wrestle with some of those questions now so, Michael, you addressed the the questions about some of those identity questions, but you also said that one of the other uh, key questions that young adults are asking is their relation to the larger community. Can you unpack that second piece a little bit? Yeah. Um, so the first part, the first part, kind of the self-identity portion, um, as as these, as this age group is growing up, becoming part of the world, becoming really becoming adults, and then continuing as adults, um, where is their place? Where is their standing? Where is their footing? Um, in the church, theologically, um, and you know, among friends and family, um, and then once they get to that point where they they feel comfortable. And I think this is also part of that process, but where does where does the community like aspect mm-hmm. come in? And so like where does the outward look to serving others, um, whether through acts of service like we had talked about? Um, I'm sorry, do you have any idea? I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I yeah, there's the seeing the needs of the community around you, maybe asking questions like how can I best come alongside and meet those specific needs? Absolutely. Like how can um, how does a biblical worldview, like a bib- biblical understanding of the world, how does that impact the way that I come alongside and meet the needs of those in the community around me? Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I hear you saying is like, those are some of the big questions. In addition to some of those like identity self questions, like the other questions are like, how do I see myself in relation to the community around me? And how does a biblically informed understanding of the world compel me to meet those needs in the community? Am yep. I, is that a good summary of what you're it is. saying? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Good. Um, well, Michael, this has been a good conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot and you've given me some insight into some really important questions that I think young adults are, are wrestling with as we've heard you, you speak about, but it's amazing to me, you know, as I, I graduated from college back in 2011, which you know, it was really in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago. 
but amazing how just over the course of, you know, 11, you know, 12 years, how, how much has changed in the world, but also like, I, I would imagine if I were to go back to college now, it would feel very different mm-hmm. than it did for me when I was, you know, back in, you know, 2007 to 2011. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it, it highlights the need for that highlights the need for people uh, like myself and pastoral ministry to be sensitive to like, who are the, who are the people in our congregation? Um, what are their needs? And also sensitive to the questions of like, what is, what are the questions in the community around us and how, mm-hmm. how does the Bible address those specific questions? Um, how does it address those specific needs? So you've highlighted the importance of me to do my cultural homework, uh, to know who it is in our congregation, who it is in our surrounding community. So thank you. Absolutely. And thanks for your time. I also want to thank you for, for listening. If you have any questions about today's episode uh, or any questions that you would like us to address on future episodes, uh, you're welcome to reach out to us. Our contact information can be found on our website at calvarychurch.us, along with all of the information regarding our service times uh, at both our White Bear and Roseville campus locations. Uh, again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you join us again next time. <laughs>